And I have a feeling I'm going to be the more positive of us two for once this episode. Isn't that right, Harry? Yeah, yeah, that's about right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still absolutely buzzing from pissing by Wednesday. But, I mean, we'll get into that in due course. I mean, last time, Harry, like, you were happy that you beat me. So, swings and roundabouts, isn't it, Prem? Um, we'll start with the early kickoff then. Um, Watford and Spurs. Um, again, a, a really good performance from Watford. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, um, they the probably should have been able to win that. I mean, it was um, they had a penalty um, which was saved. Did um, Watford and yeah, it just felt like they couldn't really convert the chances. Uh yeah, he did telegraph that penalty though. Yeah. Um, but there was a goal on clearance. I can't. Is his name Pugarelli? Um, something like that. But he made a goal on clearance, and I think. What for Watford? Yeah. They got him from um, Udinese. Oh um. Oh, I know. What you mean. Or something like that. Yeah, that winger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like that was so close. Yeah, that was a bit jammy. To be fair, I've completely forgot about that. I think a draw was a fair result on the basis of things, but I think score draw. Mm, yeah, it just felt like during the actual game, though. It felt like Watford looked the better of the two sides, anyway. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, Spurs looking shaky. Yeah, and I mean, it just seems like no one wants that fourth spot, really. I mean, both Chelsea, Man United and Spurs have all lost eight games this season. Like, to put that into context, Watford, who are down in 19th, have lost 11. So they've <laughs> lost, they've only lost three more times, like... Yeah, it's it's. It, I I think Chelsea will probably just edge it out, but it'll be close because it do, just don't look like anyone's going to be able to push on. Liverpool are on a different level to everyone else. Like the, we're in eighth place with eight losses. Uh, we're in fourth place with eight losses. That is that's just horrific. And somehow we've got fourth. I mean, how many have Man City lost in second? Um, I think it's five or six. I think it's Jesus five. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Just, I think it's just the bottom teams have been really bad. Mm. Um, Everyone's just underperforming. Yeah. And it's quite embarrassing for the league on a sort of global scale. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a go at, like, you know, League Earn and Serie A for um, saying, oh, the Farmers League is the one club. Well, we're getting that way. We're, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially if, like, um, 
the Man Cities and the Chelsea's, they don't push on. Um, yeah, we sort of getting to that stage where, I mean, the league's wrapped up in January, right? Yeah, uh, I think it's probably wrapped up before them, to be fair. Well, it probably I mean, when can I think they can officially do it on April 4th. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think it's um, you don't lose. I was about to say, I think it's a game. Um, I think it might be a bit earlier than that because I think I remember saying they could win it at Goodison Park. Liverpool. What even with the draw against Palace now? Yeah. Because because Man City have dropped points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, might not be actually. Um, but this. I, I don't know, but I mean, it's wrapped up soon, way too soon. Like, mm. Just, it's embarrassing, really. Uh, just going back to this Watford um, Spurs game, though, we saw um, Gedson Fernandez as well for 10 minutes. Um, what, obviously, we didn't see much of him either today, not today, but on this game or the next. But what do you reckon? Do you reckon that's a decent signing for Spurs? Um, it's a loan deal, isn't it? So I don't know how it's eighteen month loan deal with an option to buy. I think. Right. Okay. The thing is with these players coming from um Portuguese leagues, it's very hard to measure. I mean, they were talking about Yao Felix, and he's been pretty useless mm. for Atleti, and he cost them hundred and twenty million. So. Uh, I don't know. They need a physical presence, and I don't think he's that guy. Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, they were linked with um, the Manu Matic, weren't they? Um, and whilst, obviously, at United, he's proven to be pretty useless, like a shell of his um, Chelsea um, days, but they do need to sort of someone in that similar mould. And I mean... Gedson Fernandez, yeah, looking like a promising young player, represented Portugal at every level, um, and could end up turning into a decent sort of playmaker, especially if Ericsson is on his way out to Inter Milan. Um, but I just feel like they need more of a presence in that midfield, something that Gedson isn't going to necessarily offer them. Mm-hmm, I agree. I, I don't know who they can who they might get. Obviously Gedson is young so he has got time to develop. Mm. But Levy obviously doesn't want to spend right now, hence why he's got a loan deal in. So yeah. they're gonna have to wait till the summer by the looks of it. Unless Gedson, you know, hits the ground running. Yeah. Well I mean he's got eighteen months to make an impact, so I mean, yeah, we'll end up seeing how it does. Um, but yeah, it just feels like you know, Spurs. They're weird because they don't seem like they're going in for the right areas, and they're sort of selling the areas what they're perhaps weaker in. Like right back seems to be a pretty um, dire need for Spurs, but yet they sold Kieran Trippier in the summer, like. And yeah, didn't replace one him. bad season, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and again, you think, like, with Kane being out, 
perhaps you'd want to invest in maybe a short-term deal for a striker, but no. Like, maybe they'd want to go in for a keeper with Lloris being injured. And, but no, they're just... Gazaniga's decent. Gazaniga's yeah. a decent keeper. Um, but, I mean, especially with Lloris, seems to be kicking on a little bit as well. Um, he won't be at that top level for ages. He's probably got only got another one or two years left in him at that top level where Spurs need to be. But instead, they're just packing an already dense midfield. Uh, isn't Sissoko injured as well? Yeah, I mean, you just think about all the central midfielders they've got. They've got Winks, Lacelso, and Ali, who played in this game. They've mm-hmm. got Eriksson, they've got Sissoko, they've got Undombele, where they've got Oliver Skip, who's a promising youngster. Um, and they've added Gedson Fernandez onto that as well. Like, and Eric Dyer as well, he's another one who can play in midfield. Like, mm, yeah. I don't think Winks is primary quality. Or at least, you know, top four quality. Um Oli Skip, I don't really see what the hype's about. I mean I don't what role does he play? Well, I'm not necessarily saying that, you know, he's going to be like a starting midfielder for him because, I mean, obviously he's not. But, you know, I'm just saying because I've got so many players like condensed into that position. Like, they should be strengthening. Like, they've got more pressing priorities. Like, not only at right back, but at left back, they're playing a 20 year old central defender on the left. Like, Mm, yeah. Uh, don't they play? Uh, they usually play a four-two-three-one, so they're using three midfielders, mm. typically with the two wingers behind a striker, and that striker at the moment's being a winger because they haven't got any other recognised strikers. Mm. So, I mean, you look on the bench; they've got one winger, and that's Sessegnon, and they've got no strikers. So, I think maybe another attacking option. Yeah, but it's only giving a loan deal, by the looks of it. Well, yeah, but if they get a loan deal, like, Kane's back after the summer. Yeah. I mean, clubs are always hesitant to buy in January because clubs are hesitant to sell in January. Like, prices are always overinflated. Like, a player who would have cost 50 million in the summer costs 80, 90 million in January. Like, because clubs don't want to lose players mid-season. That's just how it is. Um, but, yeah, I feel like loan moves in January can be a real, really smart acquisition, um, mm-hmm. especially if there's more quality players who aren't necessarily getting the game time either they or the club think they deserve. Like, they can be smart acquisitions. I mean, we got Higuain on loan. That was a disastrous move. I don't think it was a disastrous move. I mean, he did a job. But it wasn't terrible. Or at least I wouldn't say it was terrible anyway. Yeah, no, it wasn't terrible, but from what he was doing at Real Madrid to what he was doing at Chelsea and Juve, he's a shell of his former self. Yeah, but he's getting old, isn't he? Like, I just feel like for the job... Yeah, but Benzema... Do you remember the Benzema Higuain duo? Yeah, that was lethal. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah. you got to remember, that was six, seven years ago. Like, yeah, but Benzema's still killing it. Well, not every player is Benzema. That's true, yeah. Ribéry's still killing it. He's 36, 37. Some players just hit. In Florentina, I've not Fiorentina, been keeping, yeah. keeping track. Yeah, Fiorentina, But at the end of the day, you do find it's perhaps the more technically gifted players who see the career go longer. Because at the end of the day, if you're one of your main attributes is your physicality, like when you got players, when you come up against players who are ten years younger than you, you're obviously going to lose out a lot more. Mm, yeah, yeah, he's never a fast striker at all. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who I suppose linked with in terms of a loan move for a striker. I've not seen many names being thrown around. To be fair, because I've looked. I've seen who Man United are linked with in terms of loan me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that we'll get onto them in just a little bit, but yeah, that is pretty, pretty dire. Yeah, so there's not there's not many options out there. You know, they're probably better off just sticking their wingers up top. Um, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know why they just don't stick Hungman Sam. Up top, instead of Lucas. Um, I guess it's probably because they'd rather play Lamella than Sessegnon, so they'd need a right winger to play up front rather than a left winger. Right. I'm guessing that's what they're doing. I mean, personally, I'd rather play Sessegnon than Lamella, but mm-hmm. it's not right. how they see it. Yeah, just they look very toothless. Mm. Uh, there's there's talks of that Danny Rose might be moving on. Yeah, I know. I mean, when you think like, I don't think he's a bad player, Danny Rose. No. I know Spurs fans give him a lot of stick, but I don't think he's all that bad. Like, no. decent Premier League fullback. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong, he's not exactly Andy Robertson, but then no. again, who is? Like, and I feel like left back, it's not a position many Premier League clubs get right. I mean, you look at Man City... Like, you look at Benjamin Mendy, like, not really all that. And, like, Zinchenko's been playing out of position there. Um, look at Arsenal, they're playing Saka there at the moment. Like, um, I mean... The only teams that have really got it right are probably the likes of Leicester and Le- Liverpool, really. Leicester and Liverpool are the only two that spring to mind that have, like, top-quality left-backs. I mean, don't get me wrong. Palace, maybe, with Van Aanholt. Yeah, but I wouldn't say he's top quality. No. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's a um a level of left backs where, you know, they're good. They're good enough to be in the Premier League, but they're not top quality. That's where I put like you know the likes of your Van Arnholtz, your Charlie Taylors, and that's also where I put you know like your Danny Roses, um, your Brandon Williamses, etc. Your like your Luke Shaws. Um, I would not put those two in that. What Premier League quality? Oh, oh! I thought you meant like great players. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Um, what I'm on about that category is like players who are, you know, they're good enough to play in the Premier League, but for a top six club, now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky position to get right left back. Not many clubs seem to do it. It seems like there's more, a lot more right backs being produced, what are top quality than left backs. I think that's probably because there's more right-footed players, like on average, to be honest with you. 
Yeah, that's true. Although we had Ashley Cole, and I think he was right footed. Mm, yeah. Patrice Evera, Leighton Baines. Yeah, so there's a few, but I mean, you know, I'll, I mean, compare, I mean, I just think, compare England's right-back options, you know, Trent, Wambisaka, Kyle Walker, Trippier, to the left-back options, where we've got Chilwell, maybe Rose, maybe Charlie Taylor, like, there's not much there. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty, there's a, there's a big gap between Chilwell and the second place. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Have we got all else to add on to that Watford Spurs game though, or we move on? Because we've got uh, a lot of games to get through here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. Um. Move on at Saturday three o'clock. Got a preference? Uh you can pick. Uh, go on. We'll go at City Palace game. Then we City dropping points again. Like two seasons in a row, Man City have dropped points to Palace. Like, there must just be something about them. I mean, check Torson with the first goal. Like, someone who... I mean, I certainly was very vocal about the fact that I didn't think he'd be a good signing for Palace. Like, I haven't played football in years. Like, and when he did, he wasn't all that good. But he's popping up when it counts. Um, and I mean, Aguero getting a late brace. But, like, 90th minute on goal from Fernandinho. Like, I just think, like... And they should have dealt with Zaha better as well. Yeah, I think that Fernandinho and goal is a bit harsh to give to him because he couldn't really do much. No. He was facing the goal. Um, there was an incident where uh, Edison came out and uh, completely misses the ball. Cenk Tosun allegedly fouls a defender before putting it in the net. What do you make of that? Um... You see, it was a tricky one because it was sort of like six one half a dozen at other because defender was sort of leaning into it. Um, yeah, I think so it, was, it was a very harsh. Yeah, I if I were a Palace fan, I would have felt very aggrieved by it. Also, mm. yeah, um, City need to address their defensive issues, and I don't. It doesn't look like they're linked with anyone because. They they seem to be happy with their team. Mm. Well, I think you know. I, I just it's a tricky one, really. I mean, once Laporte comes back, we might not be saying all this about City. Um, but again, like we said, clubs are very hesitant to sell in January. Like everyone hypes up the January transfer window, but at the end of the day, how many top top moves can you name that happen in January? Yeah, Van Dyke. That's really the only one off the top of my head what I can remember. Torres. Torres, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, would you have said Van Dyke was worth seventy-five million at the time that he went to Liverpool? I mean, obviously, he's worth a lot more than that now. But... Yeah, he probably doubled that. Yeah. But when he was a Southampton defender, like, was he worth seventy-five million? I don't think so. Like, no, but there were signs of a promising defender. Yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, obviously, he's turned into the world's best centre back, world's best defender, the second best player in the world. Um, but at the time, I I wouldn't pay seventy-five million for him. No way. Like, and that's just because 
prices are inflated in January. They always are. Yeah, it's true. Because that was the reason City didn't sign Van Dyke was because Southampton wanted too much money for him in January. Like they they were originally front runners to be able to sign Van Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seventy five million for a mid table club player is absolutely insane. In fact, exactly, yeah. But we're beginning to see that's the norm now. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, Maguire were eighty million, like. Oh my god, well, Suarez moved to Liverpool in January. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Oh my god, Quadrado, he was a flop. Yeah. Dimitri Payet to um, Marseille from West Ham. Mm. But that's that was more of um, Payet forcing the move, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, if I got... remember rightly. Yeah. Fans hated him for that. You've got uh, Jesus to City from Palmeiras. Mm, yeah. And I, I think if I remember right, Arnautovic went to China last January as well. You, oh, do, yeah. you do find a lot of players forcing moves in January. And that's where most of the bigger transfers come from. It's from mm. players forcing moves. You got Dzeko to City. All right. Mata to Man United. Was that January? Yeah, these are I all. I could have sworn January. that was in the summer. That was all January, apparently. Mm-hmm. Diego Costa went from Chelsea to Atletico Madrid. Mm. Oscar went to China. Mm. Good little player, Oscar. Until they left, anyway. Yeah. <sighs> Doubt anyone wants him now. Probably very hard to see him. And mm. it's hard to measure Chinese players. Uh, but yeah, City, I just felt like Aguero does all this work for City only for it to be undone by their terrible defence. And it wasn't like Palace deserved a point. They just, they they deserved the opener with Tosun, but the own goal was, was pretty much forced by Zaha smashing it into Fernandinho. Yeah. Mm, and I mean, Aguero just is a really good player, isn't he? I mean, I yeah. think, if I've heard this rightly, he's going until the end of his contract next season, and then he's leaving City. He's going back to Argentina, if I heard that right. Right, okay. So, City have 18 months left of Aguero until they've got to find a permanent replacement for him. Whether that's Jesus or whether that's someone else, like... I'm not sure, but I mean... Well, I wouldn't put Jesus over set pieces, Jesus. No, no. Um, I think... But they've got to find a reliable goal scorer like they have in Aguero. Yeah, yeah Aguero scored his uh, 250th and 251st. Yeah, I mean, one of, if not the greatest finisher in the Premier League, one of the greatest goal scorers in the Absolutely, Premier League. Yeah. Like, he's up there with some of the best strikers of all time. Like in my opinion, like he's mm-hmm. he's just such a good forward, like scored crucial goals for City, like well and, the QPR one always yeah, jumps mind exactly, and he's just a vital part of that City team as well, like mm-hmm. yeah, and 
they're gonna miss him a lot. Aye. <clears throat> I don't think Jesus is good enough to take the jersey of Aguero. Mm. And I don't know who else on this planet is, to be fair. Because, um, yeah, sure. you can bring in um, Suarez or whatever, but, you know, are they going to do... Are they going to have the same impact in England as they did abroad? Yeah. Um, that's always the thing, really, because the Premier League is... I don't know, it's just a much... It's a, it's a completely different league to everywhere else in the world. Like, it's not technically, like, you know, your La Ligas, your Bundesligas, your Syrias, they're just as good. But the intensity and the physicality of the players, like, is just unmatched anywhere, like, in the Prem, uh, anywhere in the world, sorry. Um, like, and that's the thing, when you get strikers coming over who are, like, five foot eight, like, relying on pace and little feints like yeah that can work but when you come up against players who are six foot four like the six foot four player nine times out of ten will be able to shove them off ball pretty easily yeah yeah just body check them but yeah points dropped for city um and it just pushes the date that uh, Liverpool are going to officially win the league um, even further forward. Because mm. it doesn't look like anybody on this planet is going to beat them. No. Uh, yeah. Um, we move on then? Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, most of these games all the like, glossed over uh, we can go to Arsenal Sheffield game um, Martinelli getting a goal round stroke of half time um, well then Fleck managing to get one back but Martinelli he's looking like a really good player for Arsenal it's sort of like an inside forward yeah and he's pretty much come from nowhere mm. <laughs> um, yeah for someone who's quite little he's very very strong and his pace is Absolutely insane. Um, but I feel like a draw was very much the um, a good result. Mm. And Dean Henderson needs to be England number one. Uh, yeah. Um... Come on, he only conceded one against Man City and Arsenal. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I... You... I it's don't think he's a world class defence ahead of him, is it? Well, I think it is. I think it's a really strong defence ahead of him. No, but not. Uh, no, it's not world class, though, is it? Well, you say that. How many goals have Sheffield conceded this season? It can't be many. Twenty three. Twenty three, exactly. Like conceded less than Leicester, less than Man City, less than Chelsea. It'll be like it'll. I'm certain it'll be second least amount of goals in the league. Like. Yes. Exactly, yeah. Like, that's a class defence to only concede 23 from 24. Like, don't get me wrong, Henderson's a top-quality keeper, and he will be in good number one at some point, but I just don't think he should be handing the England number one jersey 
to someone who was playing in the championship six months ago. Why not? I'll just say there was a reason that they'd be playing in the championship six months ago. Like, don't get me wrong, come up to the Premier League and proven he's a quality keeper. Mm-hmm. But, and and he's proven that that step up is a good one. Mm-hmm. But would in an overperforming Chef U team, like I'll add that, but would he be able to burden the responsibility of being the England number one keeper straight away as well? I don't think he's played a friendly for even played a friendly for England. Like that'd be his Eng- England debut if he was number one during the Euros. Like I just feel it's a bit too much too soon for Henderson, to be honest with you. I feel like gradually introducing them into the fold, as was done with Heaton, as was done with Pope, I feel like that's sort of the way forward. I feel like if everyone's fit, the number one for England is Heaton, purely because of the way he can organise that defence, um, as well as his shot-stopping capabilities. Um, so, what if Villa get relegated? You're going to put a relegated keeper in that. So, a player that's going to be playing Championship next season, or a player that's going to be playing Premier League next season. Well, he's not going to be playing for six months, is he? Hmm. He's out until after the year rolls. Oh, right, okay. That'd be like saying, oh, I don't want Pepe Reina because he got relegated with Villa. Like, that's hardly fair. He wasn't there for half the season. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like... Yeah, but the, the choices that we've got in that, Henderson's the it best. It shouldn't be Pickford. We're agreed it shouldn't be Pickford. Yes. And if everyone's fit, Pickford's not even third choice, in my opinion. No, that's no. true, yes. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, to be honest, I wouldn't even put him fourth choice, Pickford. No, I'd put Foster ahead of him. Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I just... I, I, I don't know, it's a tricky one. I just feel like it's too much too soon for Henderson. He'll be get he'll give it he'll get given his chance, and within if within like eighteen months or two years we're still sat here. Henderson doesn't have an England cap to his name. I'll be saying right unless something like remarkable happens. I'll be sat here saying why aren't you playing Henderson? Because he will be a top quality goalkeeper. He already is a really good goalkeeper, but he will be a top quality goalkeeper. But I just feel like introducing him gradually to the fold will be the best course of action. Um, so what of his next pits and next two friendlies? And he starts. Someone put him number one. I feel like sort of gradually introducing him to the fold is the way to go. Like, World Cup 2022, I feel like he should be the number one keeper. But I just don't want to bang him straight into the net. So who would you have ahead of him? Providing Heaton's out. Providing Heaton's out, yeah. personally, and this is going to be my bias coming out, but personally, I'd have Pope in there. Like, the way he oh, No, wouldn't you take him at Chelsea? Oh. Well, yeah, but that's your bias coming out. Like, No, he, he is... He's probably as bad as Kepa. Oh, no. Well, you don't watch him every week. Like, he makes a couple gaffes. I don't gaffes. have to. He makes a couple gaffes, but just constantly watching him. First off, is the way he comes out for crosses, there's no keeper in the Premier League better than that. Like he's six foot like five or something like that. So he's gonna beat basically everyone in the air for crosses. 
Like, the only thing... Who's in our groups in the Euros? I don't think he's going to be having much competition. Well, we're going to get out of the groups, aren't we? I, I, I can't remember who we've got. Well, I mean, it doesn't really matter who we've got because we're almost... I think we've got Croatia, I think. But we're almost certainly getting out of that group. So, um... so it, we're almost certainly getting out of the group. So, I, I just feel like Paul, he's better at getting crosses than any keeper in the Prem. I mean, he's not going to be coming up against a bloody Ellen Dzeko or a Romelu Lukaku, is he? Well, not in the group stages, he's not, but we're going to get it out of no, the group. But he isn't stages, in the Premier League either. I mean, I can't think of a lanky striker, actually. Well, yeah, but there's still a lot of crosses that come in at box at Premier League. Yeah. And think about how many corners there are in Premier League. Yeah, I I just... No, I wouldn't put... I, he'd be... Mm, I don't know, he's, he's had a bad season. But, but you say that. Yeah, but we're met, picking he's... players on form, remember? Because well, yeah, if we're but... picking players on reputation, then you'd put, mil- you'd put any all sorts of players in there. I know, but like... I just feel like you shouldn't judge him based on a couple of gaffes he's made this season. Don't get me wrong. I'll be the first to admit, he has had a... Well, I'm not even going to say he's had a couple of poor games. There's been a couple of goals that we've shifted that he could have possibly saved with better positioning. But at the end of the day, you can't tell me every keeper's perfect, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day... Alison (laughs) Rooney. Well, even Alison, like, he's not perfect, like... Although nothing comes to mind, like <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he has made a mistake. Um, but no, I just don't want to put Henderson in there straight away. That's all I'm going to say. Why? Well, because I, I just thought it's... I don't think he's the sort of player to be phased by that. He's a goalkeeper. He knows what his job is. Well, yeah, but it's not necessarily the pressure... But just being in and around that England camp, like as okay, you but pretty much that players. entire team of Sheffield United is English. Well, yeah, but they're not going to be in in the England team, are they? But no, but I, I, I'd like to see John Lundstrom. I would like to see John Lundstrom in there, like because he's someone who can play both in defence and sort of in midfield as well. Mhm. Um. Maybe. Hmm. Jack O'Connell. I mean, if you're having a push, but I mean, Wait. we've got we've got sort of better quality centre halves, don't we? Yeah, but I yeah. I mean, even mm. if we did take him, it, it I don't think he'd play. No, no, exactly. Right. No, it'd be Smalling. Oh crap! There isn't. Another I'm not even sure if he'd take Smalling. Don't get me wrong, I'd take Smalling, but I'm not sure if Southgate would. He's not been included in the last couple of squads, I don't think. When was the last time England played? Um, September, wasn't it? It was a few months ago, yeah. Yeah, he didn't sort of pick up, didn't really sort of get noticed by everyone until No, it, it, it wasn't September. September. It was it later than that. It was like just before Christmas, I think. 
like late November time, I think. I don't, who would we put at centre back? Two centre back spots. Um, the first time I put Small in there, he's definitely in there. I think Small gets in there, yeah. And then, and then I think it's a toss up, really. Um, Slabhead? Maybe. I think there's a number of names. Like, you've got Maguire. Although, like, Maguire was shocking against Burnley. He really was, like, positioning wise. Like, even defending set pieces, Tarkovsky was all over him. Like, he's taller, isn't he? Not by much, I don't think, Tarkovsky. Well, right. and, mm-hmm. and he completely misses the run of Chris Wood as well. Like, and I mean, there's a number Gomez, of options. Smaller than Gomez, I'll go for. Yeah. I mean, there's a number of options. You've got Gomez, who for me would probably be a front runner. Then you've got like, you've also got like Mings, Maguire, Tamori, Tarkovsky, Stones. You've got a number of players. Um, I won't take any Chelsea defenders. What shit? No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> Careful, shit. Fucking. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think Smallman has to start, and then maybe. Yeah, I think Gomez is probably your best bet. To be honest. Mhm. And then left back, I put either Milner or Chilwell. Left back, I put Charlie Taylor. Um. What? I'll just let that hang. <laughs> no. Obviously, if Chilwell's fit, Chilwell's the left back. But I mean, I th- to be honest with you, I think Charlie Taylor's done enough to put himself in contention for the England team, at least. No, I'll put Milner now. Because Milner could play anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, get me wrong, don't get me wrong, I'd definitely take Milner, because he's one of those players who, if you got an injury, you can put James Milner in there. Sterling gets injured, you put James Milner in there. Trent gets injured, you put James Milner in there. Grealish gets injured. You put James Milner in there. Like Grealish, you take Grealish. I'd take Grealish. Yeah. Okay. I'll take Henderson, Milner. I'd take. I'd, to be honest with you, I'd take Grealish over Madison. No, oh, what? Grealish is a far better player than Madison. Grealish can win games. Like, yeah, only because Villa's shit. <laughs> exactly. So he's around worse players. So Madison should be. Miles better than him, or at least looking like he's miles better than him. If it wasn't for Grealish, Villa would be rock bottom. But if it wasn't for Madison, Leicester would probably be in and around the same position that they are now. Grealish wins games for clubs. Madison doesn't. Well, he's not supposed to. He's not a striker. That's the that's Vardy. Well, it's Grealish. Grealish is a number ten. Well, I think you. I think you've. Uh, that's a. That's quite a call cool, that. I'm sticking by it. I genuinely believe that. I've seen both Grealish and Madison live this season. Grealish was absolutely tearing us apart. And Madison did nothing. Granted, we played better against Leicester than we did against Villa. But still, just the movement from Grealish, like, single-handedly, well, probably single-handedly won Villa that game. Whereas Madison were doing nothing but throw himself to the floor all game. Like, Grealish has got himself a reputation for being a diver, but Madison's a far worse diver than he is. Like, I would definitely take Grealish over Madison any day of the week. Damn, that is, uh, no. 
So you're basing that on one game that you saw? Well, not just that one game. But, I mean, obviously, if you see a player live in the flesh, you get a better idea of if you're just watching them on telly. Because, like, you can see the off-the-ball. I saw Torres score against like Portsmouth. I don't think... <laughs> well, no, but you get a better idea of the player because you can see, like, some of the stuff that the cameras don't pick up, like some of the off-the-ball movement and the positioning and stuff like that. Uh, I think that's going to have to go down to uh, VAR on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. I'll... I'll, I reckon I'll Grealish to... is too he's too ill disciplined. What do you mean by that? Ill disciplined. Too many damn yellow cards. I think that's probably because in that villa team, he's having to work the hardest because he's the best player. Like so he's having to cover Oh my a god, he's a bull hog as well. So he's having to cover he's having to cover a couple of different positions. And I imagine, you know, playing with the likes of Danny Drinkwater, you know, the likes of Trezeguet, that can get quite frustrating for players. Well, I'm looking at stats, and it looks like um, Madison's the the harder worker. He's, <clears throat> he's got more touches, more passes. Um, he's made more tackles. Um, he's not made an error leading to a goal. Uh, Stats are everything, though. Stats don't tell you the full story. I just think Madison's better. I think if you want... We need someone over set-pieces, and he's pretty decent at that. How's Jaden Sancho at set-pieces at Dortmund? I don't think he gets... Because I don't watch him regularly. Mind you, you've got the likes of, you know, Marco Royce and Julian Brandt there, who I'm guessing will be taking free kicks and corners over him. Yeah, I'd imagine, and penalties. Yeah, I don't think he can't. But yeah, I'd I'd take Sancho as well. Oh yeah, of course, hundred percent take Sancho. But I I just think I'd take Grealish over Madison myself. Because Grealish couldn't win you a game single-handedly. Where where would you put um, Sancho? Because he can play pretty on the much. right, on the right, Sterling on the left, and then Tammy up front maybe. If Kane's out, maybe Danny Ings. But I think Rashford's a lot better on the wing. But Rashford might be out for the Euros. Like that's what if what we're hearing's been true. Jesus Christ, we're we're screwed. Yeah. Let's see if he scored any penalties. Should we move on to the next game? I was about to say, I think we've moved on from Arsenal, Sheffield United. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll just breeze through a couple of these games because, I mean, we've got another game week to go through as well. Um, I mean, we've got a Brighton-Aston Villa, I guess. Um, Grealish with a goal. Um, proving my point further um, that he can win your points. Um I mean, yeah, I'm not going to deny he wins your points, but he does play for a lesser team where it's easier to stand out. But you can also argue that he plays for a lesser team, so he's not getting as many chances as Madison does for Leicester. What? What do you mean not getting as many chances? Well, because Leicester are a better team. They'll be making, you know, 
Yeah, but those chances should be going to chances. Holy crap. Sancho makes up for 45% of their goals in the Bundesliga. Yeah, I mean, you've got to take Sancho. I mean, I know, I've, I've heard quite a few people saying the opinion, oh, but he hasn't done it in the Premier League. Like, he's a class player for a class team. Why shouldn't he be playing? True, 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 true. Mm. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, this Brighton team, I was just about to say, like, they're a funny side because they'll go and win two games, look really good, and then they'll go and lose two games. Like, they're on 25 points at the moment, like, two points of relegation zone. Like, and I mean, they're in trouble, like, uh, this Brighton side. Yeah, they are. He's only scored one penalty, Sancho. Mm. But he shouldn't be taking that anyway. I, I'd have no. Milner. Well, you say I won't be starting Milner, to be honest with you. You wouldn't start him? No, I think he's a, he's a useful player to have on the bench. Because, like I said, if anyone gets injured, you can bring on James Milner. Like, don't matter who gets injured, you can bring on a James Milner. Okay. Right, we, we best stop talking about England, because... Yeah, because we're going to be going. We could talk for hours about England. We'll probably dedicate a podcast episode to it once the season's over, uh, once the squads are announced. But at the moment, we'll talk about Brighton Villa. Yeah. Right. Um, two teams who are down there. I mean, Bright, both Brighton and Villa are on 25 points, like struggling, like, I think it's safe to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Villa just went and bought a new striker, um, Tanzanian uh, player called Samaka from the game. But I think yeah. he's going to follow in the footsteps of Besley because I don't know why they keep going over to Belgium to get their strikers because clearly Besley didn't do a job Cheap, on them. Cheap, innit? What do you mean? Top five leagues. Yeah, but Vesley, 40 million. Yeah. Still got Haaland for 20 million. Yeah, but that's because he has an insanely low release clause. If he didn't have yeah. that release clause, it would have gone for 100 million like Felix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just Every this week it seems to open. change. Yeah. Every week it well, seems to change. Well. Yeah, every week it seems to change in my head who's going down. I think Norwich are definite droppers, but... Mm. Uh, I think from Newcastle up, they're safe. Um, yeah, I think so. If you say you need 40 points, I think everyone from Newcastle up need three wins, basically. Mm-hmm. Right. And crazy to think that the team that lost 9-0 is above Arsenal. Exactly, yeah. They're in top half. That just sums up this league. Yeah. Three points off fifth place. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, Brighton, uh, I think they've just signed Aaron Moy, haven't they? Have they? I believe so. Mm, He was there on loan and then they bought him. Oh, yeah. A few hours ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that worked. Pretty much a certainty, wasn't it? I mean, 
it will it wasn't gonna go back to championship football, Aaron Moy, no. although it could be next season. Potentially. Yeah. I d I don't really like seeing the South Southern sides in that predicament. Like the Bournemouth from Brighton. Well, I'm the complete opposite to you, obviously, like I'd rather see southern teams go down for northern teams to stay up like completely selfish in that way. Um But yeah, it's three southern teams in the relegation zone at the moment, Bournemouth, Watford and Norwich, with West Ham and Brighton sort of lingering just outside of it. Yeah, it's a pretty southern dominated relegation fight. Mm, I think Norwich are uh, they're, they're for sure going down. Yeah. I mean, say you need 40 points, they need 23 points from 20, not from 24 games, they need 23 points from 14 games and they've got 17 from the first 24. Like, they're not going to be like a Watford where they get rid of the manager and they get a new manager bounce. They're going to stick with that Farker and they're going to go down. Um, and yeah, you'd think West Ham had pulled themselves out of it. They've got players to, definitely. Um, so that leaves five teams down there, um, unless someone like a Palace or a Burnley or a Newcastle has a collapse. You've got five teams there. You've got Brighton, you've got Villa, you've got Bournemouth, and you've got Watford, and, and we say Norwich are down. So, out of those four, which two are you going to say is going down at the moment? Bournemouth. See, Watford are very strange. They'll they'll win a game, then lose a game, then win a game, and then lose a game again. So, uh, well, it's 14 gets to the seven wins, we'll say. That's 21 points, so they'll be safe. I'll go Bournemouth and Villa. Bournemouth and Villa. Yeah. I mean, funny team of Brighton. Like, I think Bournemouth's down. Mm -hmm. Purely because I think we'll stick with Howe. I think the other clubs will be willing to get rid of the manager and make changes. Um, Especially Watford, we know that. Um, But I think Bournemouth are going to stick with Howe, even if they go down. And Which, then, I mean, is probably um, the right choice in the long term. Yeah. But in the short term, like, isn't going to be doing you many favours. Um, the thing is, if Bournemouth go down, you're going to see a mass exodus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The likes of Fraser, the likes of Brooks, the likes of Wilson, the likes of King, they'll be off easily. Ake. Ake, uh, yeah, as well. Ramsdale. Uh, yeah. Philip Billing, maybe? Maybe. I mean, what was it? Um, Charles oh, Daniel. But Huddersfield uh, was where he left. Because um, yeah, he yeah. wanted to play championship football. Yeah. So, potentially. Yeah, he'll again. Yeah, exactly. Um, just... <laughs> This this league is so strange. Like the the top four, I'd say that's done dusted. The league's all wrapped up. It's all about relegation battle, and week in week out, it's it's constantly changing. 
Yeah, it only takes it only takes a Brighton win and a Newcastle loss, and then we'll say, "Oh, Newcastle down back there, in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's one of them. Like, if we'd have lost against Leicester and Man United, games that we weren't expecting to get anything from, by the way, then we'd have been sat sixteenth place, twenty four mm-hmm. points, like one point above the relegation zone, and we'd be saying we're down there, like. So it's all about form, basically. Like, lose two games and you're in relegations on, win two games and you're out of it, basically. So it all depends on, you know, who's fighting for what come the end of the season, you know, because end of day, them last couple of games could be the deciding factor. Yeah. So... Who do you think gets Europa League then? Um, I think Wolves definitely do. Um, I think Man United scrape it, and uh, I don't know. Maybe we get an FA Cup winner outside of the top six, and they get Europa League. Right? Yeah, because the Carabao is going to be Man City Leicester final by lots of it. By the looks of things, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that gives sixth place Europa League, but seventh place it all depends on who wins the FA Cup, right? So it could be an FA Cup winner gets into Europa League, but if it's mm-hmm. not, if it is a member of the top six who wins that FA Cup, uh, I don't know. Maybe Sheffield United. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Because I think that Spurs side, they just don't look like winning games at the moment. Well, if they do, it's not in a convincing fashion. Exactly. Like, they beat Norwich, the basement doors of the league, by one goal. Like, Mourinho sort of skipped the first two years of when he's a manager at clubs and gone straight to the third year where it starts falling apart. Um, mm. But, yeah, um... It'll be interesting, because the league's wrapped up, so it'll be interesting to look at for excitement in different parts of the league. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> right, well, we're going to have to speed through a couple of these games. Um, go on, we've got West Ham Everton. Um, two goals, like, a couple of minutes before half-time. Draw was a fair result, don't you think, from these two underperforming teams? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Calvert Lewin is, he's, he was probably a player that wanted that Everton fans wanted to leave last season. He was woeful, and now he's their best player this season. So quite a turnaround. Ten goals in the Premier League, maybe mm-hmm. sniffing in and around that England team, especially with some striker injuries. Yeah, absolutely. Um, should we go to the same? Game at St Mary's. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what a turnaround from Wolves it was. Like, I mean, to come down from two nil down away from home, imagine to get a win out of that. Like, that's special. And I mean, that Pedro Neto as well. He's looking like a really good player. Mhm. Yep. Um, and Damatrio already getting assists for both. He's 
been absolutely brilliant for him. And he's built like a tank. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Um, Jimenez. <laughs> I don't think there's much stopping him, really. Um, no. Insane striker. For outs, for where they are, which is like pushing for Europa League, you're not going to get a better striker than that. I mean, 11 goals in the league puts him seventh in top scorer charts. Like, yeah, level with Harry in Kane. Europa League as well. Yeah, level with Harry Kane, level with Mane, level with Salah, level with Sterling. Above Firmino, above Martial. Like, good player. Mm-hmm. Really good player. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I don't think the the fee that they bought him off Benfica was much, to be honest. So, that's yeah. one of those cases from where you bought a player from the Portuguese league and it's turned up brilliantly. Yeah. But... Because it is a mixed bag whenever you go outside at top five leagues. Yeah. Just woeful from Saints. Mm. Um, I don't know. Another collapse as well. Could the mentality of the players be a problem? Well, they were on a um, sort of a five, six game unbeaten streak. They just beat Leicester. They lost 9 0 to. Well, that's what I mean. They do seem a bit. Fragile, like once they go, once they concede, Ed seem to go down. Mm, yeah, yeah, I agree. You know, goal scoring isn't an issue for them. It's definitely the defense. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then I think that's that was Shane Long's first goal of the season, and it took him fourteen games. Mm. Well, I mean, first off, he's thirty-four. And he's not a regular starter, is he? So, well, he's played fourteen games. Yeah, but is that fourteen starts? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, yeah, mostly, yeah. Right, fair enough. Then I'll shut my mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll just move on quickly. We'll speed through yeah. these. Um, Norwich won Bournemouth nil. Fantastic, Dave. Steve, fantastic save from Steve Cook. Sorry <laughs> to deny a goal. Um, yeah, what the hell was he thinking? You only do that if you're in a in a World Cup semi final like Suarez yeah, did. Like Suarez did. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, he shot up from the ground to save it. It was a fantastic save, but he's not a goalkeeper. Um, so they can see the penalty. Pookie smashed it down the middle. Uh, then they took off Harry Wilson for Simon Francis, which was a bit of a strange one. Um, yeah. What did you make of the Norwich red card? Um, I think all in all, two yellows were pretty fair. Right. What do you mean two yellows? Two yellows? What am I on about? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> I, I think the red... Was fair, sorry. It's because there were two reds. I think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, I think a challenge like that, I think, should go beyond the three game. Oh, I snapped uh, Callum Wilson's ankle. Listen. Yeah, I mean, I think can the FA retroactively add on um, a suspension if it's 
extremely dangerous. I think they can, can't they? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Oh, now we're going to get into the nightmare, are we? Yeah, I mean, I'll let you take us through this because I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts. Well, I have one thought mainly. It's like, how how did we not score? Just... <sighs> we dominated the game. We, it, the ball was constantly at our feet and we hardly made the Pravka work, really. I mean... Yeah, he made four saves, but we had 19 shots. And then that goal right at the end, just the nail on the coffin as to why we should be scoring any sort of games. Just mm. time and time again, you're watching, when I watch Chelsea, I can see if we don't score one or, you know, another one, it's going to bite us in the arse like it did against West Ham. Uh, Brighton, um, Bournemouth, etc. Just, yeah, just annoying to watch. Mm, yeah. Um. I mean, first off, Newcastle seem to be the masters of the late goals. Um, at the moment, anyway. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I just feel like I don't know. Abraham doesn't seem to be firing on all cylinders at the moment. Um, and I don't think the double pivot works for you as a tactic. Jorginho and Kante don't work well together. I feel like... I feel sorry for Kante, but I feel like it will probably be best for his career, as well as for Chelsea, for him to move on. Yes, finally someone agrees with me. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He, overall, he's probably a better player than Jorginho. But he just doesn't seem to fit the system at Chelsea. There we go, yes. The double pivot just doesn't work. Especially when you've got players like Kovacic on the bench. Like who I feel like Kovacic, Mount and Jorginho would be a brilliant midfield three for you. Yeah, usually is, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I feel bad for saying this because Kante, in my opinion, is one of the best midfielders in the world at the moment. But it just doesn't fit that Chelsea side. Mm-hmm. It'd be like if you put Sergio Busquets into the Liverpool team, it just wouldn't be a fit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like you sort of need more of a um, a Tony Cruz type player than a Kante type player, and I feel like that's what Kovacic sort of provides. What like a playmaker? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. More sort of a big, lanky midfielder to bully and dominate that midfield. Like a Loftus cheek when he comes back. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, uh, what would be your midfield three then, if everyone's fit? Jorginho, Loftus cheek, and Kovacic? Uh, yeah. So, no Mount, no Kante, no Barkley. Um, oh my god, Barkley's shit. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. It's... Sell Willian. Sell Hudson Odoi. Sell oh, Pedro. I feel like you've been a bit too overreactive there. Like Hudson Odoi is not going to give you a blinder every single game. Like, and at the end of the day, I think he's, he's still a teenager, isn't he? Like, 
at the end of the day, he, he might not be ready for Champions League football, but you shouldn't sell him. Like, he's one of your best young prospects. Like, and yeah. Willian. It's, it's just, it happens at Chelsea. We sell other kids. Let's get rid of him. Well, just because things happened in the past doesn't mean they have to happen now. Just... And, and as for Willian as well, like, he's a good player at the end of the day. Like, yet. He always, I... always, always runs into trouble. Yeah, but he gets himself out of it sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Very I, rarely. I just feel like the amount of times this season I've seen you, you, like, say, oh, what a game Willian had. Like, I just feel like he's worth keeping purely for that. His contract's up in the summer, so... Yeah, you don't want to lose him for free, do you? No. So, I'm sure he'd resign. Pedro's as well. Yeah, Pedro. I mean, I can take a leave Pedro at this point. I mean, it's a shame, because at Barca, he was a class winger, but... He's, yeah. He is good for us. He's, he's definitely a very good finisher. He just... Severely lacks the pace that he had five years ago. Yeah. We, I just look at that Chelsea team, it just... It's depressing. Oh, give over. It's not depressing. It is. It's just... There isn't... We used to have so many world-class players. And now... It's Kante, but he doesn't even fit the system. Yeah, but you're in a you're in a rebuilding phase at the moment. Like, well, when when's the actual building gonna start? <laughs> well, you say that. Look at that team, right? You got James, Hudson, Adoy, Mount, like Christensen, Abraham, all young players who are gonna get better. Even Kepper, like, oh my a, god, it was no so Kepper for a goalkeeper. He's got another ten years left in him. No, we don't want him for another 10 years. To be fair, no one's going to take him. He's on a ridiculous wage. You're not You're not going to get your money back for him. So yeah. you might as well stick it out. Because he... he's not at his peak yet. No chance. I hope, I hope that the Sancho rumours are true. Because if he comes in, it'll be like having Eden Hazard back. But... We had him for 10 years, and it'd be brilliant. Well, it seems like a different player to Hazard. More of a creator than Hazard was. Hazard well, was... certainly finish it as well. Well, I say more of a creator. I f... When I... What I meant by that was Hazard was more of, you know, your traditional winger, like, who cut inside and finished, whereas mm-hmm. Sancho is more of, like, you know... A number ten, but wide. Yeah, see what I'm saying. He's more yeah, of yeah, a, yeah. more of a Kevin De Bruyne or Bernardo Silva than a Eden Hazard. Yeah, but I mean, he'll be like Eden Hazard, as in he'll be our savior in the games. He'll be yeah, a man who stands out all the time. Mm. Um, but speaking of Eden Hazard, I'd probably take him back at Chelsea, to be honest. Well, I mean, Real fans don't want him, so... <laughs> Mind you, if your name's not Ronaldo or Mbappe, Real fans don't want you, so... Yeah. The, oh, honestly, the horrible fans. Absolute scum of the earth. 
a Real Madrid fans. So entitled. Yeah. So Have you seen that they've signed another nobody? Yeah, someone from Brazil League. Yeah. They signed that Rodrigo and he hadn't even played a professional game. And they've yeah. signed this Reynar and he hasn't played a professional game. It's ridiculous fees. Although Rodrigo is pretty decent at fantasy. Mm, yeah. I mean, the Brazilian league can produce some really class players. I mean, look at Neymar. Before he went to Barcelona, was it Santos? Like, Yeah, but he was the man at Santos. Yeah. When you get... When you get... um Comparisons to Pele at Santos, then... Uh, yeah. Pele's a right fraud. <laughs> no, he isn't. Yeah, he is. Have you seen some of his tweets? Such he, a bullshitter. He is not tweeting. He is Such not a tweeting. bullshitter. He is not tweeting. He said he once got called out at an Elton John concert. And that he had to leave because there were too many people swarming him. As if that people is didn't... Not him. As if people didn't recognise Pelé. Well, no, it, it might not be him, but it'll be his PR team, because it's verified. Well, I, I can't see it. What, Pelé? No, I can't see this account. I'll, I'll try to find it, but I mean... Pelé out of context. That's brilliant. <laughs> but anyway, though, that that's besides the point. Anyway. <laughs> uh, what we're on about, we're on about Eden Hazard. <laughs> Well, not really. We were on about Chelsea. Um, I feel like another winger is needed because um, I feel like Hudson Odoi is not at that level yet. It will be, but I feel like I'm 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 very much a knee jerk reactionist. Yeah, I mean I can tell that. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just years, very years of being a Chelsea that, fan will have conditioned you to be a knee jerk reactionist. Yeah, but I'm just very passionate. I just don't like seeing a struggle. Well, does anyone like watching the team struggle? Like... No, that's true. But, you know, growing up with Chelsea, we've not really had that before, have we? No. It's only been in recent years. But you you should have known. Like, once you got that transfer ban, once you brought in Lampard, an inexperienced manager, it were always going to get worse before it's get it gets better. And if you stick with it, it's oh, going to get better. I, in the long I, will, I will not put any blame on Lampard whatsoever. There is absolutely no blame on Lampard whatsoever. This is, this That loss to Newcastle was on the players. Mm. And the draw to Arsenal was on the players as well. Alright, let's get into oh. the big one. Yes, we shall. Right, well, not the... Not the big one of the episode, but the big one of this week, anyway. Burnley Leicester. Oh wait, I thought, oh. It, was, I thought it was Liverpool Man you Oh, whoops. <laughs> no, you're right. It's the big one. You're right. It's the... Yeah, I mean, what a performance from us. Honestly, like at that point, it was his best performance of the season. Um, oh, like. I mean, when we went 1-0 down, I thought, bloody hell, that's it. We started off well, but that's it. Ed will go down and we'll end up losing three or four. But no, brilliant comeback. Just 
brilliant goals. Chris Wood, like, proven he's a dangerous Premier League striker. Um, and yeah, like, just proving our quality. Like, every single player played well, like, in that team. Like, if I had to pick out a player who had the worst performance, I'd probably pick Wood, even though he scored. Like, that's showing how good we are. Um, the penalty, at the time, I didn't think it were a penalty. I thought it just went down soft. But, I mean, watching it back, Ben probably did catch Harvey Barnes. Um, but ended up not mattering. Pope with a brilliant save. Um, and we ended up going down the other end with Westwood and scoring. Um, just brilliant, brilliant performance from us. And piling more misery on Leicester, who had lost two in a row at that point. Brilliant, brilliant performance. What, even though you you were the worst team? We weren't the worst team. You were the, the more clinical, but statistically you were the worst team. Oh, how many times have I got to say it, Harry? Stats mean nothing. They mean absolutely nothing. How many Honestly. saves did think he made seven saves in fairness? So. Like, <clears throat> if it wasn't for Pope, maybe you were lost. Well, I mean, if you want for Pope, that penalty probably would have gone in and would have probably lost. But we did seem like the better team on the day. Like, there wasn't the one. Oh, like, oh, okay. Actually, on attacks, you were pretty level. It's just they were able to get their shots off. That's what I mean, yeah. Like, but apart from the goal and the penalty, we didn't seem in much trouble, to be honest with you. Pope won... Actually, no, there was one save what Pope made, what were really good. Um, outstretched. Um, was curling into the top corner and he managed to get his fingertips to it. Um, oh, wait, wasn't there a Harvey Barnes overhead kick? He made a good save there as well. Harvey Barnes? I, I say it was Harvey Barnes. don't remember that. Yeah, he made a one-handed save. He may have done. Well, um, I watched the highlights before. Doing all right. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, if I... I probably just need a bit of a refresher. I mean, the game's not fresh in my mind at the moment. Um, but... It, uh, I did, I did say we were the far better team. We probably weren't the far better team. We were probably about even. Um, but yeah, like, to say this Leicester team's in third, they didn't play like a team who deserved to be in third and comfortably third as well. Like, they, they just played like a Southampton, you know. Uh, like, I don't know. Like, they played better than Man U did. I'll say that. But they didn't look like a Champions League quality team. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, <clears throat> Leicester just couldn't do it, you know? Just... <sighs> Vardy didn't cause any threat. Oh, no. He was shite with Vardy. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Did he manage a shot? I mean, if he did, it certainly wouldn't... Well, I mean... Thought. He missed a penalty. I don't know if that counts as a shot. Uh, yeah, it would count as a uh, shot on target, yeah. yeah. But... You flipped that one. That's, yeah, that's, from six yards away, that's pretty bad. 
Um, Schmeichel only, I think he already only made three saves, so, yeah. I don't know, I just felt like, with the pressure that we were applying onto Leicester, like, whenever they were on the ball, it were always frantic, whereas we seemed more in control of the game, which is unusual for us, to be honest with you. Like, it's very rare that we find a lot of time on the ball where... I know we didn't have as much possession as Leicester, but it just felt like we had more time on the ball because the Leicester players weren't putting as much pressure on our players as we were on them. Yeah. Just... Mm. It was just poor from Leicester. Yeah, very off form. Yeah, very off colour as well. It, it was poor from Leicester, but... I don't think we should take away our performance, which was very good. Because don't forget, we were coming off the back of four straight losses. Like, confidence would have been absolutely shot. Like, we needed these three points badly. And we worked hard for them and we got them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know. End of the day. I just don't want any credit to be taken away from us. That's all I want. Oh no! Oh, yeah, you were the you were the underdogs coming to the game, and you came out with the, all three points coming from behind. So yeah, right now let's get into the big one. Let's get into the slightly big less one. big one. Um, Liverpool, Man United, and Man United were just shit. Yeah, no much. real threat at all. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Is I find it hilarious that Sky always picked this up. Oh, Liverpool versus Manchester. Liverpool haven't won the league in 20 years, like, until now. And Man United haven't won, haven't been a dominant force in forever. I mean, yeah, okay, they won this title a few years back. But that, that team was nothing on what they had under Ferguson. Oh. Nowhere near the Ferguson team. Yeah. Just... Like, do you reckon any of those players would get in under Ferguson? Maybe De Gea? But that's it. No, he had he had Van der Sar. No. Well, no, I don't mean get into that Man United team from 10 years ago, because obviously not. But I mean, like, I mean, if Ferguson was still managing, he'd have got rid of all those players. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe De Gea and maybe Wan-Bissaka, but that's it. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, we'll get into the Burnley game in a bit, but Wan-Bissaka seems to be their only attacking threat to say they bought him for his defensive qualities. <sighs> just... And I just look at that midfield. Matic, Fred, Pereira. No threat at all. Pereira's overhyped. Yeah. was shit. <laughs> He's always been shit. He's never been good. Fred... I've never seen a midfielder worse shooting than him, and we've had John Obi Macau. Or worse passing. <laughs> and they were playing Daniel Wallace. James up top. I mean, at the start of the season, he was on fire. He was just netting here, there, and everywhere. Now, can't hit a barn door, and they decided to put him up top. I don't want to be too critical on James. I mean, 
for a fifteen million pound signing from the championship, like going into Man United, like what do you expect, really? Like I don't know. He wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna score fifteen league goals. Like, yeah. I think um, if he was yeah. if he went to someone like I don't know, an Everton instead of a Man United and he were playing the same way, he wouldn't get nearly as much scrutiny as he would. I think it's just because it's Man United. But if he went to Everton for fifteen million, like I don't think people would be saying he were bad. No, that's I just true, don't yeah. think this is his level. Yeah, he's yeah. Although that game that he played against Chelsea, where he won, where they won four 0 he looked in, insanely good. He was pissing all over us with his pace. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Aye. Should we get into the next game week? Yeah, we can do. I mean, there was no early kickoff, so I mean, do you want to go to Man City Chef U? Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, City should have finished it before an Aguero goal in seventieth minute. Like it, it was just a team a game of wasted chances for City. Um, and Aguero again, they're relying on him. Like, I mean, they're just they're just too reliant at the end of the day. Um, Mares and Sterling. They can get him into the box, but Jesus can't finish him at the end of the day. Mm. And I think he's good, Jesus, but he's not... And I mean, he's shown that, because against Burnley, look at that goal he scored. Like, top bins from edge at box. But he's not top quality. He's he's no Aguero, and they need an Aguero. They need an Aguero. They need someone who'll score every single chance for him. And Jesus isn't that. Um, the penalty. Yes, it was a penalty. Um, I think no denying that. Um, but I don't see how it wasn't retaken. Not only was there encroachment, but Henderson was miles off his line. Like, and like there was a fourth official stood right on the line on goal line. Like, so I don't I don't see how VAR doesn't overrule that. Like. VAR's overruled for a lot less. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I'm, I'm not bothered if it wasn't for the consistency thing. Well, the thing is, they keep changing the panel, don't they? Yeah. Of people doing it. I don't see why we need a panel. Why can't we just have the ref look at the pissing monitors? Oh, my God. Don't even get me started on that. I think the FA have advised that referees do it, and I don't think they even looked at it once after being told, hey, you need to look at it. No. But he, Jesus telegraphed that penalty from a mile away. Um, yes, Henson gave himself an advantage by being off the line, but he correctly, you know, he correctly saved it. Jesus probably would have missed the retake because he's not very good at being sly. Um, but in the end, Aguero somehow beats Henderson and Sheffield United didn't deserve a win by any stretch of imagination, but Henderson definitely kept them in it to keep a draw. If, if it... 
Yeah, I know, but to the, to the point that Aguero scored, he was keeping yeah. them in it single-handedly. Yeah. Um, see, if you put Henderson in a top-six team and he actually has strikers ahead of him who can actually score, then he, I think he'd stand out a lot more because not only is he in a team with a fantastic defence, he's in a team that has a fantastic hat, much like Liverpool. But no one's going to be taking Alisson's place. No, no. I think... Well, I mean, he's only on loan from Man United, isn't he? So... Yeah, um, they're currently in talks to... Um, in that deal permanent, I believe. Mm, yeah, which, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't see why he'd want to go back to Man United. Oh, yeah, to play second fiddle to De Gea. No. Exactly, yeah. Um, right, there's a few three o'clock games. No, there's no three o'clock games. They're all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's midweek. What is yeah. it? Uh, well, you got me on top of your game. Yeah, it's top right. quality podcast that I'm recording in <laughs> pants. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Right, let's go to Selhurst Park. Well, let's go to Selhurst Park then. <laughs> um, Southampton getting a getting Nathan back on Redmond. track, even without Danny Ings as well. Like, yeah, they got Michael Obafemi, who Chris Kamara called Obafemi Martins. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Obafemi Martins he used to play for Southampton, didn't he? Did he? I'm pretty sure. Played for Birmingham. I remember that. He definitely was in the Prem. Obafemi, I don't remember him at Saints. I'm pretty sure he did. And he was at Newcastle. Yeah, I know he was at Newcastle. No, he never played for Saints. I swear he did. Am I just making this up? I think yeah, it's the Mandela to... effect, this. I don't remember him there. He definitely I seem was... to remember him going from like Seattle Sounders there. No, he went to Shanghai Shenhua. I think I'm just completely making this up. Uh, has he got a club at the moment? I don't think so, no. And like he... No. Um, yeah, that's... But anyway, I mean, we don't exactly got a Chris Kamara for um, <laughs> astute tactical analysis, do we? Bless him. Um, but yeah, um, Palace again, like... They're not. They, they never look great, but they always look better than getting relegated. The Palace. Well, I mean, but they're on thirty yeah. points, so the seven points of all the relegations on. But if the, I mean, who have Palace got next couple of games? They've got Sheffield, Everton, Newcastle, and Brighton, and then Watford and Bournemouth. They're all winnable games. Exactly. I mean, they could easily pull themselves out at relegation dogfight by that point. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they could also pull themselves into the relegation zone at that point. Yeah, those are all six-pointers, yeah. Exactly. So I think those next six games will be defining Palace's season. Because if they lose them, they'll be in some serious trouble. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Nathan Redmond was the stand-up player. Yes. Getting the goal and assist. On the fringes of the England team, he seems to always be Nathan Redmond. Yeah, unfortunately, in his position, there's just too many that are too good for him. Mm. 
Well, he always seems to get into the squad, but he never really seems to get a game. I've, I think he's only got one or two England caps, I think, Redmond. I don't think oh, he has been. So, uh, he has just one cap. Just one cap, right. Yeah. So, I mean, Who did he, he's, he always seems to be on the fringes. I mean, would you include him in your squad? No. No. No, I don't think so either, to be honest with you. Uh, he was on the provisional squad for the Nations League finals. Mm. And I think that's probably his limit as well. Yeah. His debut came against Germany in a friendly. Mm. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. Um, he had a decent game, to be fair to him. Um, on as a sub. Well, he seemed to have a bit of energy about him. Um, but just going over Palace a little bit, someone who we didn't discuss during the centre-back talks for England was Gary Cahill. Could you see him potentially making the team? Because he's had a decent yes, season uh, at Palace. The uh, only thing on his downside, really, is his age. Yeah. I don't really want to see someone like Mbappe just bombing past him. Um, exactly. Especially if we're, part- we're potentially partnering him with a Chris Smalling. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He'd probably be on my provisional list, but he wouldn't make it. Um, right, I mean, we'll move on. We've got the late drama of Everton Newcastle. Yep. I mean, two goals from, of all people, Florian Lejeune. Um, I mean, what? I don't know if you've seen that Pickford picture. Oh, my God. Like, what the hell was he doing? <laughs> Boyful. Um, Moise King getting his first goal. Yes, as well. Big yep. story. Yeah. Um, Lucas Digne. Getting an assist for Dominic Calvert Lewin. Um, but then Everton capitulate in the most dramatic manner I've possibly ever seen. I know, yeah. Like, and I mean, that second Newcastle goal was just ultimate Brexit football. It brought a tear to my <laughs> eye, that one, dude. Like, that was beautiful. Um, but yeah, like. Imagine leaving in the 90th minute and think, yeah, boys, we got this. Yeah. And then just go and see it's 2-2. Oh. Exactly, yeah. I mean, Everton fans should have known, though, that Newcastle are good at last-minute goals. I mean, you learned that the hard way as well, didn't you? Yeah. And uh, it seems to come from headers. Yeah. Well, that's what they're good at, so yeah. that's what they do. I mean, end of the day, play at your strengths. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at injury list. It's insane. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players on it, and they're still able to come up with insane drama. I mean, although the goals aren't coming from their strikers, that you know, I don't. At the end of the day, I don't think it even matters where it comes from. Aren't Newcastle like the worst team for goals from strikers? I won't be surprised. I mean, I mean, none of the strikers, I don't think, have more than two league goals. I mean, <laughs> Joe Linton, Dwight Gale, 
Andy Carroll. Like, I, I think they've got one league goal between them. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this, that is woeful. Exactly, yeah. Like, I think the top scorer is John Joe Shelby for Newcastle. Yeah, he's got five, I want to say, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, five. Aye. They've got Yetro Willems on there, Almiron. Who's out for the rest of the season. Yeah, he, but he did say in a tweet that that won't be his last game, apparently. What? For Newcastle? Yeah, that's what he said. Was he only on loan? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably indicating that it could be leading to a permanent deal then. Yeah. Um, than being back. Yeah, just... <laughs> there's a lot of defenders on this list. Willems, Fernandez, Clark... Uh, Lejeune, Cher. Jolinton's only got one. Well, how can Cher and Lejeune both be on that list when both of them played? No, they're on the list for um, top scorers for Newcastle. Oh, I thought you meant that was the injury list. No. Oh. No, Kieran Clark, Cher, Lejeune, Fernandez, and. Villams have all got, have got eight goals between them. Yeah, more than the strikers have between them. Well, Jesus that's Christ. Yeah. <laughs> if they had a decent striker, they'd be easily top half Newcastle. Yeah, they're, they're missing. They're missing the days of Papi Cissé and Demba Bar. Yeah, or even the days of last season when they had Rondon. Yeah. They should have yeah. gone out for leather and tried to sign him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I doubt there's any that, that link to anyone this month because um, Mike Ashley is a type bastard. Well, they've already made two loan signings, haven't they? Um, oh, yeah. They've brought in Bentaleb. Um, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good one for them. Yeah. Um, and... Oh, yeah, Valentino Lazaro. Milan winger, I think. Yeah, Valentino Lazaro. Yeah. Yeah, he'll probably come in for um, Atsu's spot. Mm. <clears throat> but Newcastle are safe. Everton's safe, I think. <laughs> I can't... I, well, it, it wasn't a fair result by any means because Newcastle just took their chances um, when it absolutely mattered. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We'll move on to some of the relegation six-pointers then. Um, Villa and Watford. I mean, Villa again managing a late goal um, to end up winning the game. And these are the games that you have to win at the end of the day if you want to stay up. Mm-hmm. Um, Troy Deeney getting in on the goals again. Douglas Louise scoring. Uh yeah, he got that just minutes after coming off the bench. Mm. And Tyrone Mings wins it in the 95th minute. Exactly, yeah. I think like, that the original crucial. person was Esri Concer. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But they're yeah. the games you have to win. At the end of the day, Villa are picking up points against teams who they, should be, who they have to beat to want to stay up. 
against mm-hmm. your Burnleys, against your Watfords. Like... Yeah, um, they've got uh, Leicester and the EFL Cup, and then they've got Bournemouth. That's a big game, Bournemouth. Yeah, and then they've got a really tough run of games. They've got Spurs, Saints, Sheffield United, Leicester, Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be times when you're down there, there's going to be times where you get winless runs, but it's all about powering through them and pushing forward. Um, and I just want to say as well, how the hell Danny Drinkwater gets on a Premier League pitch, I'll never know. <laughs> He's absolutely woeful. Um, but yeah, um, I thought Pepe like, Reina had a good game. Yeah, was was that his debut, Reina, or was that the week before? I think it might have been the week before. Yeah. Brighton. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought he had a decent game. I mean, he wasn't really tested too much. Um. No, not really. Well, yeah, I, th- I think Villa probably deserved to win that game. Yeah. That that's probably the first time under Pearson that Watford haven't looked that good, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because at least when they lost against, like, Liverpool, they still looked like a good side. Yeah, and also they were playing Liverpool, so... Yeah, exactly. They did not expect to come out with anything there. No. Um, should we go to Bournemouth, Brighton? Go to South Coast, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just so weird, because, like... Bournemouth looked like they were almost certainly going to go down. Um, they were looking like they were heading the same way as Norwich. But then they go and win 3-1 against an equally inconsistent Brighton side. Like, and I mean, three shots on target, three goals. You can't get much more cl- clinical than that. Um, and yeah, but it just shows Brighton pretty much dominated that game but they didn't get anything for it. No. Um, Aaron Moy got a goal. Um, that's probably what led to just them signing him on a permanent deal, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Pascal Gross getting the own goal. And Maggie. Mm. Oh, so we've got to go into this game. Yeah, um, I mean, it. I'll let you take us through it, Harry. Just, um, we were, we should have won. Chelsea Arsenal, by the way, if you're not. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 it's Chelsea Arsenal. Um, we should have won, not 2 0. We should have probably had four or five put in. But again, we lack that ruthlessness up top. Um, Mustafi with a woeful back pass um, means that Lena has to come out. Um, Abraham latches onto it. He rounds him. And then David Louise takes him out. And, of course, that's going to be a red card. Um, and he gets his marching orders in his return against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Jorginho converts as coolly as you like. Um, Brilliant penalty taker is Jorginho. Yeah. Then, you know, that's you know, 1-0 into the, coming into the first half. Second half, 
Um, it was all Chelsea again. Um, but we lose the ball from a corner. Um, Arsenal come in the account attack. Kante is the last man. He slips. And Martinelli, as I mentioned earlier with his pace, just runs all the way and slots past um, Kepa. And that was a goal from absolutely nothing. Their first shot of the game. Um, so 1-1. Then Aspi gets a goal. Um, kind of forced in after Hudson Odoi gets um, the assist. Uh, then... Of all people, Bellerin gets a goal with a P-roller, basically. And Kepa is absolutely dreadful. Don't think he even made a save this game. No, he didn't. <sighs> Fucking dreadful. I mean... You're not going to get the money you get you got for him, though. So there's no point getting rid of him. Yeah, I think he needs out. to go on a loan spell somewhere, I don't know. It's ever since that that situation with Sari where he refused to go off. He thinks he's the he got big bollocks and all that shit. Mm. He's shite. And, and this is a game where his mistakes cost us massively. But I think part of the blame needs to go on the attack and as well because we were constantly on the front foot and just unable to. We just sat on a two goal lead. Mm. Well, one goal lead actually. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're up against the poor Arsenal side who were down to 10 men for the majority of the game. Like, I think that did more harm than good to us. It probably did. It probably made him kick on. Yeah. And it probably made Chelsea a little bit more complacent. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should have won that game in that day. Like, Arsenal had two shots, two goals. Like, you need to be uh, better. Yeah. We, we need to get... um a striker in because Abraham just can't find the net at the moment. Um, what game are we going to next? Um, we'll go Leicester-West Ham, I guess. Um, the new manager bounce for West Ham seems to well and truly be over now. Um, ends up being 4-1. Perez with a brace. Pereira and Barnes getting the other two. Yeah, just domination from Leicester, really. I don't know about West Ham. Clearly, have defensive issues, and again, they're not linked with anyone this this um, transfer window. And the next game comes against Liverpool, where they might have a field day. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we keep saying, "Oh, West Ham will pull themselves out of this," um, but I mean. Next few games, they've got Liverpool, Man City, Southampton, Arsenal, Spurs, Wolves, Chelsea. Like they've got some really hard games. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't think they'll go down. But they're not guaranteed to pull themselves out of it. If they go on a big losing run against those big teams and the likes of Watford and Bournemouth pick up on where they lack, then yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the level on points we. Bournemouth and Watford, well, they're only yeah. out of the relegation zone on goal difference. Yeah. Well, once they play Liverpool twice, I think that will uh, exactly, yeah. be in the favour of Bournemouth and Watford. Yeah. And Man City are going to have a field day against them. Aye. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's not good. It's like, it's 
looking pretty dire from West Ham. They just showed no fight or anything. Mm-hmm. And Leicester... Leicester could even get second place at this point. Well, I mean, they're not far off it, are they? No, it's just I think three, three points. points behind City. Yeah. Do they play City at any point? Yeah, they do. I think they're at home to City in the near yeah. future. Yeah. Yeah, they could, they could potentially finish second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The craziness of the Premier League. Um, should we go to the Spurs game? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I can't pretend to watch this game. I mean, I'm going to be relying this on you. I'm more bothered about other things going on um, <laughs> during this time. Yeah, the goals came from Ali and Son. Um, this is why I say Son needs to go up top, because Lucas is pretty useless up top. And Son, he cuts inside and gets a goal. Ali scores their first goal in like six hours from open play. Because um, their last couple of goals was mainly reliant on set pieces, because... Like we said earlier, they were toothless without Harry Kane, and mm. probably will be. Well, it's good that they got Ali back now, but <laughs> just yeah. Right. Oh, and Lloris was back as well. Yes. Um. And I mean, they they struggled last time against Norwich as well. I think Norwich managed to scrape a draw. So um, um two two or one one. Yeah, I think so. Um. Oh. And I think yeah. Norwich had a couple of disallowed goals during that as well, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, they seem to be performing well against Spurs and Norwich. Um, but, again, Spurs just like that clinical finishing that Harry Kane would have provided for him, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Should we get into the game or traffic? Yes, we shall. Oh, what a performance from the lads. Honestly. Like... The last two years at Old Trafford, we've been 2-0 up and we fucked it up. But this time, we didn't fuck it up. Because there was nothing from that Man United team. Absolutely nothing. Wan-Bissaka was their only attacking threat and everyone else was shite. Because we defended and completely shut them down. First goal was Burnley Masterclass. Just typical set-piece at back post. Ben May heads it back and Chris Wood converts. Like, if they didn't know that would come in, then they hadn't done their own work. And the second goal, what a strike from Jay Rodriguez. Jesus Christ. What a goal that was. No, oh, that was brilliant to be fair, yeah. Yeah, brilliant goal. Um, And yeah, like, we went 2-0 up and I was absolutely shitting myself because I thought it's going to happen for a third year in a row. But we held on. Like, we're unbeaten in four at Old Trafford now. Um, and yeah, like... My God, did they miss Rashford. Oh, yeah. Like, the difference. Like, one month ago, we played Man United. And they didn't look all that, but they looked really dangerous on the counter-attack. Like, because they were quick. They moved the ball quick. But... And I mean, I don't even rate Rashford that highly as a player. But Man United really ticks around him because they offered mm. nothing going forward, did Man United. Hmm. Yeah. 
And uh, I guess we we'll, we can talk about the strikers that they're linked with. Yes. I mean, the two names that I've seen anyway are Islam Slimani mm-hmm. and Igalo. <laughs> yeah. Do you mean Igalo wasn't even a bad player at Watford? Like, him and Dini was a formidable strike partnership. Yeah. Yeah. And but... I mean, I'd rather play Igalo than Lingard. Because that's the thing. You look down at that Man United bench, like... Who are they going to bring on to change a game? Greenwood? And that's it, really. Yeah. Yeah. At least Igalo would offer a different sort of threat. But he's been playing in the Chinese league. I think it's significantly different to the Premier League. I think he's been probably taking the piss for the last couple of years. He probably has, yeah. But so of Man United, so it's a perfect fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, <sighs> just uh... good result, really good result. Oh yeah, brilliant result. And I've... that basically <laughs> takes us like ahead of the pack in terms of the relegation candidates, and I think we'll be all right now. We really only need two more wins. I think we'll be fine, and I mean. If we play like we did against Leicester and Man U, we could easily beat Arsenal at home next game week. Like, I definitely I think hope we'll have you do. Jesus Christ, hell, Arsenal. Yeah. Well, they always piss in beaters and always cheat as well. Wankers. <laughs> like, I remember once, right? Fucking. They scored a 98th minute goal, like when there were four minutes added time, and it were on ball, and it were offside. Like, you can't get any more crooked than that. Like, absolute bollocks that was. But yeah, maybe Danny Ceballos will turn up because he only turned up against us this season, so. Uh, he's been a bit of a... Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Aye. But again... Um, like I said at the Leicester game, everyone put a shift in and everyone played well. We didn't have a standout player, but we didn't have a standout player who were bad either. Like everyone was a unit, and that's what we have to be because we don't have any standout players. Dwight has that quality in his bag, but we can't be relying on him solely. Shocking. Yeah, Manuel Shite. Hmm. Like, again, that midfield three of Fred, Matic and Pereira offered no threat whatsoever. It's, it's severely poor, the top six. Yeah. The disparity between Liverpool and the Everyone bottom. Else. Yeah. The disparity between Liverpool and Arsenal is insane. I mean, let's have a look how many points that is. Liverpool and Arsenal? 30, yeah, the points between Liverpool and Arsenal is 37 points. Ooh. That's over 12 wins more. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck. Yeah, in the table, Liverpool have 22 wins, Arsenal have six. Just for context, Bournemouth, who are in the relegation zone, also have six wins. Holy Jesus. Teams that are below Arsenal that have more wins than them... Crystal Palace, 
Everton, Burnley, Newcastle and Aston Villa all have more wins than Arsenal. We have three more wins than Arsenal this season. We have nine wins, Arsenal have six. It's the draws that are keeping me. I know, yeah. And I've got a minus two goal difference. Shocking, absolutely shocking. I mean, unbeaten in four, Arsenal, to be fair to them. Um, but three draws. Like, shocking, honestly, it is shocking. Like, we should be looking at that Arsenal team and thinking, yeah, they'll go on and win Europa League and they should be pushing for top four. But they're not. They're nowhere near it. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if Olympiakos knocks them out. <laughs> That's where we are at this point. Because yeah. Olympiakos are a good team. Yeah, they went 2-0 up against, uh, against Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not even pushovers. Yeah. Like Arsenal are. Well, we struggled against them. Don't know how the fuck that happened. All right, let's get into the final game. Yes, um, Wolves Liverpool. Liverpool again, another win. Not really surprising. Um, going sixteen points clear at the top. Um, they have I've... got forty. Con- uh, they are beaten in forty consecutive games. Level with a Chelsea team from two thousand four to five. Yeah, and I mean, they're only about 46 wins away from that Chelsea team What got when, like, 86 unbeaten or something. <laughs> yeah, at home, yeah. Right. Um, but the they are nine off of equaling the all-time record, which is the Arsenal Invincibles. Yeah, which I... they are the best team in the league by a mile. One of the best teams the league's ever seen. Really? But we can't deny the fact that this league has been particularly poor this season. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. I don't think it's that their team is... I mean, not that I can poke holes in that Liverpool team, because I can't, but I would not put it in the best of all time team. Well, I mean, when you think about it, really, who else is up there? I mean, you've got that Arsenal Invincibles team... I'd argue that this Liverpool team's better than that. The Man United treble team. The Man United treble team. Um, Chelsea two thousand four to five. Chelsea. You've got Chelsea, the um, two thousand nine ten. Yeah, you've got the Centurions Man- from Man City. Yeah. I'd put Liverpool on the same level as them sort of teams. Nah. It's their defense. Their defense. That defense is probably one of the best in of all time in the Premier League. But the midfield, uh, there are all those teams had a better midfield, and the attack outside of Mane and Salah, Firmino is outside of Mane, Salah, and Firmino. The other no, team no, have Fem- a better attack. No, no, Firmino is um, replaceable. Firmino's crucial for that team, but goals-wise, he doesn't touch the likes of um, yeah, well, Andy it's not Carl. His job. It's not his job. He's more of a number 10 than a number 9, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I, I His job is to hold up the ball and then lay it off for Salah and Mane. That's his job. Well, looking at the... Uh, let's have a look at the 99 team, because I think there might have been a plan better than that. Yeah. Uh, 
Brian Giggs, Roy Keane, Paul Scholes, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Beckham. I mean, that team that they had in 99... Beckham was an overrated pass merchant. What do you mean? He got six goals here. Yes, six goals. Yeah, it's quite a lot. That's the most in their midfield by lots of it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, no, he's level with them. They have their attack back then was Dwight York, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Tenny Sheringham, um, and Andy Cole. Have I said Andy Cole twice? No, I don't I think did. so. All right. Yeah, that, that team, Andy Cole and Dwight York were absolutely lethal. Andy Cole's not even the third best call to play in the Premier League. What do you mean? He scored, he's level with the most goals in the season. Nah. With, uh, um, Ashley and Joe for me. I'm... Are like, you going to argue against that, Harry? You're going to argue uh, against that? Yeah, Joe Cole at Liverpool and West Ham doesn't match up. Um, no, I'm not going to argue with you with that. <clears throat> but I, I agree, Ashley Cole is the best of the Coles. Joe Cole at Chelsea was insane. Um, right, let's have a look at the Chelsea. Oh, no, let's look at the Arsenal Invincibles. I mean, they had uh, Emmanuel Petit, Patrick Vieira, uh, trying to think of they had Thierry Henry oh my god I'm trying to bring up the team did they have Van Persie then? no I think it was Bergkamp and Henry wasn't it? oh yeah Bergkamp Dennis Bergkamp yeah uh, Jens Lehmann Ashley Cole Martin Keown Freddie Youngberg Sylvan Wiltor Bray Parler uh, Gilberto Silva, Nwankwo Kanu. We we can sit here and list players all day. Like, yeah, but these they Thierry Henry and Bergkamp were insane. Yeah, no, I'm not denying that they were. There was a reason that Arsenal went unbeaten a season. Yeah, but there's also a reason that Liverpool have 22 wins out of 23. I mean, I'm trying to... What's the best Premier League defence? Like, season? Are you asking me opinion-wise or statistic-wise? Because statistic-wise... Statistically. I think it was the Derby County side um, that got 12 points all season. It's fucking dreadful. (laughs) No, it wasn't 12, it was 11. It might have been 11, actually. <laughs> Best PL defence record. <clears throat> so, this Liverpool team's conceded 15. Is that correct? Yes. So, at the moment, they're level with the 2004-05 team of Chelsea. With 14 right. games left. That's insane. Holy shit. Because Terry and Carvalho with Ashley Cole and Paulo Ferreira. And then yeah. you had Czech and Net. <laughs> yeah, I just... <laughs> I, I wouldn't put that Liverpool team anywhere near those teams. 
Well, you're wrong. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I genuinely wouldn't. The Centurions, what do they score? 105 goals? Something like that. They're over 100. Yeah, so Liverpool have uh, 15 games left. They need to score uh, 51. So 51 divided by 15. They need to average 3.4 goals a game. And they're and we, as we know, they only win games by a one or two goal margin. But how many goals did that did the Centurions concede compared to how many Liverpool concede? Sure, we can have a look. Fucking hell, Jesus Christ! Two thousand seventeen, eighteen. Premier League table, right? They conceded 27 goals. 27 goals? Yeah. So, you know, that Liverpool team... They're going to have to score around the goal again. Yeah, exactly. I don't but, think that's going to happen, but yeah. Exactly. Cost yeah, but I, I did say that this is probably one of the I'd best... I'd be surprised if they concede five more goals this season. If they well, went to 20 well. goals conceded, I'd be surprised. Really? Because they've got... They've got... They've got Man City, Arsenal and Chelsea yet to play. Oh, Arsenal, the attacking threat they possess. Um, well, won't Aubameyang be back? He will, because it's our record. Yeah. I, I, I don't think they're going to equal the Arsenal Invincibles record. No, I think the goal this season will beat them, surely. Who's going to beat them? <laughs> well, a record equaling game will come against Man City. Do you see this Man City team? Who, bear in mind, just due to all Crystal Palace, do you see that team stopping Liverpool? Do you know what? It might even just come against a team that was completely unexpected. Yeah, it might do. I mean, that's the magic of football. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Southampton. Well, when do they play Southampton? Uh, not next week. The week after. Right. So Liverpool game. Liverpool players won't have had much rest. Nah. Sorry, I don't see it. I think, I think Klopp really wants this unbeaten season. He ain't gonna get it. <laughs> right. Well. Well. Anyway, we have been rambling on for far too long everyone who was interested has probably already switched off but for the people who are remaining are we going to cut that out eh? we're going to cut out that just drivel we won't really drivel but we've been going on for over two hours that's what i'm saying holy shit yeah and our time flies doesn't it eh? but anyway let the folks know where to find you harry uh my twitter is at has a chelsea fc yeah, mine's at IWGPCrispyFC, and you can follow the podcast at AntiFootballPod. Um, that's it, and we'll see you folks next time.